And I'm Dave. Welcome to Don't Screw It Up, a guide to pregnancy and parenthood by people figuring it out as they go. Each episode, we'll be grappling with the fact that someone is depending on us to keep them alive and explore exactly what that means. This episode is called Baby on Board. We'll be talking about all the fun of traveling with a little extra luggage. So this luggage, obviously, being my ever-expending belly that I have, um, this episode is all about traveling while being pregnant. And though we may talk about traveling with a baby, that'll be obviously a future episode because we have no experience yeah, doing that. Yeah, we don't really know what that's like. We've, we've traveled with our cat before. I've traveled near a baby. Yeah, sometimes they're nightmares. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully okay. we don't screw that one up. Yeah, we can put that, dealing with that off for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cat, though, he's really good on the plane. Yeah, the cat was fine on the plane. Yeah, he's he was quiet, like no one even knew he was in there. Anyways, okay. So we do actually have a lot of experience traveling. Um, we've been traveling a bunch this summer. Um, we've talked about it before, but we, we've been to a bunch of different weddings. And I believe that since we found out we were pregnant, we've been now been on an airplane eight times. Yeah, I think that's right. That's not counting a trip to Israel we took before we found out we were pregnant. Yeah. And there is a slight, slight, slight possibility <laughs> that we may have conceived said baby uh, in Israel. Maybe? Yeah. And according to Holly, I think that means that he's Jewish. I, I guess that's how it works. Holly would know, right? Yeah. Yeah. According to her, yes. <laughs> Our baby may be Jewish somehow. <laughs> um, anyways, so one of the things that like I realized when we were traveling for the first time after like finding out that we were pregnant was that I actually had to go through that 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 scanning machine, the one that you like hold your hands up in the air and then the, yeah. the thing circles around you. What is that called again? Uh, it's a backscatter machine. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, radiation is kind of the scary part about traveling while pregnant, or I guess one of the scary things. Maybe just not fitting in the seat is a scary thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. And but radiation is a thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and because I was so freaked out, like I was asking the TSA agent that was standing next to me, and I was like, "So is this like harmful if I'm pregnant? Like, what what do they say about this?" And his reassuring words to me were. Well, they say that it's okay for pregnant women, but you never know what the long-term effects are. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent work, TSA. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is very, very reassuring before you step, step into this death machine of yours. <laughs> so uh, I actually looked up some stuff. I think you're going to be okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Tell me about it. microwaved our future child. Oh, thank God. Um so the recommended kind of daily dose or recommended dose of uh, radiation that a person can be exposed to a year is one millisievert. 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 <laughs> Sounds very French. Very French. Probably a nod to like Marie Curie. Was she French? Yes. Yeah. So they probably named the dosage of radiation a French word to acknowledge that she oh. killed herself with radiation poisoning oh. while discovering radium. Oh, how Fun clever. science fact of the day, that's where the term milliservant came from. They Wait. wanted a French word <laughs> to pay 
uh, pay homage to Marie Curie. That is a scientific fact that I did not make up just now. That's is that, how science works. Is that is that how like uh, Steve Jobs and Wozniak decided that they were going to have the apple that was all like rainbow colored and had the bite out of it because that's how Alan Turing died? That's totally made up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Urban legends. Total urban legends. Also totally nerdy if you actually understand this reference. <laughs> <laughs> Milliservants. Milliservants. One of them. Uh, so that's your recommended like dosage that you can be exposed to in a year. Backscatter machine is about one hundredth of a percent of that dosage. Uh, not nothing to worry about. So that's about equivalent of uh, one banana's worth of radiation. A banana has um, one tenth of a, a micro servant of radiation. Oh, so like pretty much what I'm just drinking in my smoothies on a daily basis is what yes, you're saying. You're basically just nuking your stomach. Hmm. So will my, my child turn into an X-Men? Possibly. Cool. There's a distinct <laughs> possibility that all the smoothies you've been drinking will cause our child to have awesome superpowers. All right. Which one would be the best? Oh, telekinesis. Definitely. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So no, like, super strength or anything like that? I feel like with telekinesis, you don't need super strength because you could lift things up with your mind. And you can force other people to do things for you. Exactly. Oh, brilliant. It's really a good catch-all for for mutant powers. That's why Professor X gets to be in charge. Mm, Professor X is awesome. Yeah. I'm very bald. We'll probably have a bald child. Probably, like most babies are. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so back to radiation. Backscatter machine, totally safe, about one banana. Safe okay. as a banana. All right, it won't kill you. So I guess I didn't really think about this before researching how scary flying could be, but you know, there's higher levels of radiation exposure while you're flying. You get uh, cosmic ionizing radiation, like the same stuff that comes down to Earth, but when you're in a plane, you're a little bit closer to space, so you get a little bit higher radiation exposure. Yeah, have less atmosphere to protect you from all of those harmful UV rays. So should you should you just put like all of the sunscreen on you? Would that yes, help? Yes, that will solve your problem. Okay, good. <laughs> and it will make you smell better on the plane. Oh, wonderful. Which is something that seems beneficial to everyone involved. <laughs> Cosmic radiation on a plane, not a big deal either. So like flying to from New York to LA, you know, about 4% of your dosage or... 400 bananas. So many smoothies. So I think you're okay as long as you're not drinking 400 smoothies. Mm, I am constantly hungry. There's a possibility I could do that. Okay. Still, even if you did drink 400 (laughs) smoothies, you'd probably be okay. Okay. I think anybody who's not actually like working on a plane all the time as like a pilot or flight attendant or what have you. I think you're probably okay getting on a plane, you know, even if you travel every week for work. Don't don't sweat it. Have right. a banana. All right. Yeah. Cool. So we won't die from flying. No. Or smoothies. That okay. But smoothies are the important part. Yeah. There is What some... if you have a smoothie on a plane? Oh, it too much? Yeah, it multiplies. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Superhuman powers. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So the best time to travel <laughs> typically what they say, what they quote unquote say is the second trimester. Why did they say that? 
Mostly, <laughs> mostly because you don't have nausea anymore. If you're one of those, if if you're one of the many women who get nausea in their first trimester, and and you're still able to fit in the seat because you're not like ginormous by that time. They do provide seat ex- or seat belt extenders. Oh, that's so nice yeah, of them. I didn't the realize that. More Rubenesque passengers. Ah, yes. So, well, we were we were actually planning to fly out this past Labor Day weekend. So that would have put us in the second trimester, I believe, or very close, like on the cusp of the second trimester. Yeah. Um, and we were actually going to go to Orlando, Florida to, to visit my family. My brother and sister-in-law live there and my little cute little nephew, Logan, who's turning two years old um, just in a few weeks. Happy birthday, Logan. Hi, Logan. <laughs> um, and so we were like super stoked to go there. Like we had actually bought these tickets like on miles and... And we were we're gonna go that weekend because it was the first like three day weekend that we were having in a in a long time, but I didn't even think about it. But when we talked to our doctor, um, she pretty much was like, "No, don't don't go to Florida. Why would you do that? Like, I do not recommend you go there." And it was said in such a harsh way that I, I actually took it pretty seriously. Yeah, I because mean, of alligators, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, because the alligators will come chomping at you. I don't know, like, what was your first thought when she said that? Alligators love eating babies. <laughs> okay, well, so if you haven't figured out or, like, have been hiding under a rock and haven't realized, there's uh, the Zika virus, which is very prevalent now, and there's lots of pregnant women or women who are thinking about getting pregnant who are worried about Zika um, because it is transmitted through mosquitoes. Like, you can get it through mosquito bite. Um, it's through the Aedes mosquito sure is that how you say that i think so we'll post pictures in the show notes yeah you can identify this this terrorizing bug yeah so like you know scared of malaria and dengue fever and all of these other things from mosquitoes um which we don't have in the u.s thank god yeah but zika zika has made it to the u.s and it hit miami and there's been reported cases of people who have gotten it through mosquito bites um so orlando is nowhere near miami Miami. That's true. Um, but I've been following the news religiously because um, I'm kind of worried about this whole thing and um, kind of came to the realization that, like, yes, there's a very, very, very small chance that, like, I could possibly get Zika because we're only going to be there for two days or so. But the type of mosquitoes that do carry it, you know, are located around Orlando. Like, there's no reported cases around Orlando right now. Yeah. But the type of mosquito that can carry it lives around Orlando. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I mean, if you were to, like, you know, look at the statistics of it, there are, like, 14 or so reported cases for mosquitoes out of, like, the however many millions of people live in Florida. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the, that was the weird part about deciding not to go. Obviously, we didn't go down to Orlando you know, it was kind of a bummer to not see family yeah. and all that. But I think that was the the weirdest part for me is we know the statistics. Like, we know the numbers. We understand that... We're very rational people. Well... Most of the time. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, I guess that's kind of the weird thing is rationally, we weren't going to catch Zika. Nobody was going to catch Zika. 
like there's probably a better chance of, you know, a car accident being a problem or something like that. Like everyday stuff that yeah. we do all the time. But Or like stay indoors, wear bug spray, you're probably okay. Yeah. Like logically we would be okay, but this really felt like the first kind of parentally decision that got made very emotionally. Like it was just too scary to risk getting Zika, even though we knew statistically we weren't going to contract Zika. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was all of those pictures of the babies that had microcephaly and those little shrunken heads Mm -hmm. and they're so sad. And then, and then all of the, you know, other things that we had heard from the doctor that there isn't any cure right now. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to detect. It's hard to detect because tests aren't conclusive. And, and a lot of times it's asymptomatic yeah. and it can be sexually transmitted. So there's like a ton of people who could have Zika and not even know that they have Zika and then just be passing it on because they're like having sex with people and it's like HPV. Terrifying. Sorry. Obviously I got really emotional about this <laughs> and that's kind of how I was. Like I was, I was going back and forth being like, it's probably going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And, and my sister-in-law who is, um, a, total saint um she lives down there and and has to kind of deal with this on a regular basis and she was trying to you know assuage me of my worries and yeah, uh, I mean, clearly she has to live down there and like yeah you know she lives her life and you know our and there's upcoming... lots of pregnant women who exactly. live down in florida that have to deal pregnant. with this yeah. totally yeah it was just really weird like we were i remember at one point we had been like you know fuck it we're going we're not going to be scared by these statistics or anything like that. We're going to go see family. And then like a day or two later, we just like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. 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 We also had another nurse uh, say the same thing to us. And she was like, I just, I just wouldn't go. Why risk it? It's not even worth it. Yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, we didn't have to go down there for anything. It was for fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we miss you guys. We'll see you soon. Yeah. After the baby's born. Yep. Definitely kind of a bummer to miss that. But it was it was a really kind of cool pre-parental learning experience to, like, really make this decision very emotionally. I know. I don't know. I guess that's sort of a preview of things to come when I'm just irrationally afraid of stuff for children, yeah. right? That's how parenthood works. Yeah. Irrational fear constantly. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, we're fully prepared for this. Our instincts will just kick in and we'll try to protect this thing whenever we can. Yeah. I think that's how that works. Screw the parenting books. Just I mean, rely on instincts. <laughs> Fight or flight. That's it. I just I just need to focus on all the adrenaline in my Don't body. Don't overthink it. Just, just go with whatever your gut says. Sure, it'll be fine. Oh, man. Okay, so if you are actually traveling out to any place that has reported cases of Zika. Be very careful. Do protect yourself from those skeeters. And if you're... (laughs) What? I I like that name. I don't know if I care for you saying skeeters. Be careful of those skeeters. I'm not sure anybody not wearing overalls can say the word (laughs) skeeters. It makes it sound less scary. If you're going, you don't want to worry. So... And, okay, so if you are going, like, make sure that you use, you know, that, that your partner uses a condom, um, you know, just in case. So and, and put deet just, on the condom. Yeah. Ew, don't do that. Okay. No, that's bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, 
one thing that like we haven't actually reached this point yet, but one thing that many doctors will tell you to do is uh, to not travel actually after 32 weeks, which is about eight months, right? Um, and that's really because you are going to be enormous and it's going to be very uncomfortable to travel. And there's a possibility that if you have any sort of complication, um, you probably want to have your OB or your midwife or, you know, what, what, whatever your birthing plan is, you want to be close enough to it that, that you can go seek medical attention in, in a good amount of time, right? Like you don't want to have to go to some new doctor or some new, like medical facility that you aren't familiar with and, and have to deal with that. Right. Is your birthing plan, not me delivering the baby in an airport or an airplane bathroom? No, that sounds terrible. I've never had any desire to do the whole mile high club thing. Like I I don't have any desire to do anything in an airplane bathroom except for go to the bathroom. That's it. Are you like cut the umbilical cord with one of those little plastic <laughs> Ew, forks? it's so unsanitary in there. I'd wash it. They've got the little like spray sanitization <sighs> stuff, like hand sanitizer. Gross, gross, gross. So yeah, if you don't want to screw up your birthing plans, um, I would recommend probably not traveling after 32 weeks. Again, I have no experience with this. Yeah. I'm nowhere near 32 weeks right now. I'm about halfway there. That said, Amber did travel at about eight months to come out to our wedding. Oh, my God. Yes. My sister-in-law, Amber, you are amazing. I've already said this once in this podcast, but you really are. She came when she was very close to eight months, and I know that it was uncomfortable. And She was a trooper. She was a trooper. Yeah. She was a trooper. She she was having a ball. She was dancing and, and having a good time. Um, also like most airlines are going to follow very similar guidelines as well. If you are, uh, if, if you look like you have a beach ball underneath you, they may ask you how far along you are. Um, which does sound kind of insulting. That's kind of rude. Will they kick you off? (laughs) Sorry, ma'am. You're just too big for this flight. Uh, well, you, you can't do that. I don't think. You're only allowed one carry on. I actually wonder, like, what would what would a flight attendant say? Like, could they actually say to you, like, "I'm sorry, ma'am, you're you're just you're just a little too large." Like, but what if you just happen to be large, but you're like seven months along or something? Like, that would just be really insulting. <laughs> yes, it would be. So, like, I mean, I understand, but like, I feel like there would be a weird, delicate balance of trying to convey that to someone. I feel like they wouldn't say anything. It probably. Yeah. You should bring a doctor's note just in case if you are traveling past that time. Just in case. Are doctor's notes a real thing? I don't know. Like, can you actually get a note from your, like that says, Eileen is pregnant. Signed, somebody <laughs> with a medical degree. Sign, Dr. OB. <laughs> You'll listen to me, right? <laughs> um, I I'll could f- write you a note. No. Yeah. I'm going to write you a note. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so there's also like a higher chance of blood clots too, um, during pregnancy. So when you're pregnant, you should be really careful when you're in airplanes. Like if you're in long flights and stuff like that, make sure you move your legs around and stuff. Cause blood clots can be pretty dangerous. Yeah. So, Other yeah. general recommendations for moving around the world while pregnant. Uh, general recommendations. Okay. Well, so some of these are from my own experience and then some of them I pulled from the internet because the internet tells all. 
Well, that's nice of it. Um, but from my own experience, bring lots of snacks because you will get so hungry. And then all of the crappy airplane food that they offer is just that. It's crappy and it's expensive and it never quite satisfies. <laughs> so I would just bring in like whatever you want, goldfish, bananas, like bring all the radiation with you. <laughs> Almonds, you know, junk food is okay in small quantities. Didn't we just do a whole episode about food? <laughs> yeah. Am I starting a new episode about food? Because this is all this is all I'm thinking about these days. <laughs> I had to make Dave feed me before we started recording this podcast because otherwise I was too grumpy to do this. She wouldn't sit in front of a mic until I made her a bowl of chili. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. <laughs> um, also, um, make sure that if you are at the stage where you're just peeing all of the time, like pick an aisle seat so you're not like constantly climbing over everybody. Um, just, you know, just a. That's excellent advice. I like to sleep on planes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're traveling with a partner, like make sure that they're in the middle seat so that you can sleep on them the whole time. Sure. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Um, also, the partner can be very helpful if uh, you need to schlep a whole bunch of shit around and you don't like want to carry that much um, heavy luggage because you shouldn't be carrying heavy things while you're pregnant. My only value is in manual labor. <laughs> yeah, you cook, you clean. Oh, you clean the, the, the cat poop box. Um, you move my stuff around. <laughs> You're wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, another thing is make sure that you hydrate. Um, it's very dehydrating to be at altitude. So, you know, always just make sure that you're not thirsty because that's bad. And also it can contribute to like those, those cramps, those false uh, contractions called uh, Braxton Hicks that everybody always talks about. Uh, where did you learn about Braxton Hicks recently? Um, <laughs> um, I think Nicole told me about it actually. Are you sure it wasn't from watching 16 and pregnant? <laughs> no, 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 no. I had actually learned about it before 16 and pregnant. And then they talked about it again during 16 and pregnant. And there's nothing wrong with watching 16 and pregnant. <laughs> And I don't don't like the fact that you're judging me, even though you watched it with me. <laughs> um, also, I always <laughs> I always wear comfy clothes. I, I have like one particular travel dress that I always wear uh, on airplanes. Travel gown. Yeah, Dave calls it my travel gown. It is a long maxi dress that stretches every which way, and I can like pretty much sit in every position possible, and it's going to cover up everything, and it's super comfortable. It's and like wearing a big single leg of a sweatpant. <laughs> it's kind of like a muumuu, but way more chic and attractive. Oh. It looks comfy. <laughs> I wish I were wearing sweatpants. Yeah. Oh, well, you can wear a muumuu too if you want. I guess I could. Or you could wear jeggings. Jeggings have become my new favorite thing. I don't think that's a thing. It's totally a thing. And I discovered it when I was trying to buy maternity pants and none of the maternity pants fit. So I got some jeggings. Putting pockets on yoga pants does not make real people pants. Uh, they, yes, they do. They're very professional looking. <laughs> jeggings is a stupid word. <laughs> Target has really good jeggings, by the way, for pretty cheap. I'd like to stop saying the word jeggings now. <laughs> I know. It's great, isn't it? Um, also, 
Uh, you should probably avoid food and drinks, like carbonated drinks that, that might give you uh, baby farts. Um, or you'll be asked to leave the plane. Yeah, yeah. Unless you really like, you know, having the baby farts. I mean, I think they're cute, so I call them baby farts. Dave, Some people sitting near you <laughs> don't would Dave, like you to not have them. Dave doesn't appreciate the baby farts. Like, it's not me. It's not me. It's a baby. <laughs> it's you for a few more months. <laughs> it's the baby, like, you know, corresponding through me. <laughs> And, and if you are going to be, um, you know, traveling to some exotic location, like make sure you definitely do your research, check on the CDC and see if there's some sort of like disease warning. Like if you're going to South America, you should probably check out for Zika or Orlando or Orlando, although there still is not That's true. an outbreak there. So, you know, We're like okay. uh, do what you feel comfortable doing. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, like make sure that you get your vaccinations and do all that stuff. And, and if you're one of those people that like, likes to eat street food, like I do, um, probably avoid that at least, you know, don't get food poisoning and maybe avoid eating food directly off the street. Yeah. I, I would, I would say that that's just common knowledge. You, you should do that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. What and then found the sandwich. Um, have you found a sandwich and eaten it randomly? Let's move on. Um, and also just generally good advice, Uh, avoid getting yourself into unsafe situations, such as when we were in Hawaii recently and, um, everybody decided that we're going to go on a hike and I, I wanted to go too, but it had just rained and it was super muddy. And then we had to climb this whole rock structure thing. And the whole time I was like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. What the fuck am I doing? I'm going to hurt myself. What am I doing? I ended up doing it because I got peer pressured into it. But you shouldn't do stuff like that. Don't do what we do. Do what we say. <laughs> exactly. Practice that sentence. And I ended up being okay. But still, I, I, I just wouldn't recommend, you know, doing dangerous things um, if you can fall off of stuff. Great advice. Don't fall off of tall things while pregnant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So those are our big recommendations. Yeah. You know, just be safe while traveling. Otherwise... There's probably not very much to think about. Yeah. <laughs> we really just uh, go. wanted to tell you a little bit about our own experience um, because this is something that we're actually at, like intimately familiar with. That's true. <laughs> so baby size, baby size. We're at that time. We're at the part of the episode where I eat something the current size of our baby. And so I think we're at 15 weeks right now. Which also s- really seems kind of cannibalistic, doesn't it? I explained earlier, it's a power move to establish <laughs> dominance over the baby. Okay. So we're at about 15 weeks. Um, yes, we are. The pre-child is about four inches long. It's grown a lot. And that's about as big as a chicken wing. And so I actually have some wings that I heated up before the episode. They're sitting in the oven right now. I'm going to go grab them. <laughs> uh, he had to give himself ranch. Okay, I'm back. Of course I had to get ranch. I'm not an animal. So here's a chicken wing. Um, ranch, if you can hear it. Yep, yep. Yep. And about the size of our baby. Yep, yep. Uh, yep, you're you're eating. That's really good. You're eating carcass. There you go. Can, can I have a little bit? Yeah, I got you one too. Okay, I thanks. thought you might be hungry. Oh, thank you. This is going to get a lot harder when our baby gets bigger. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. It's not bad, actually. Do you want to move on to your picks while I finish um, oh, eating yeah. this wing? No, I can do that. My mouth is a little stuffed, though. Clearing out my mouth right now. My pick of the week are these lovely Sprouts Milestone Blocks. So they're like these little wooden blocks that have numbers, and then um, the other block, there's like two blocks that have numbers, and the other block says weeks, months, years, and grade. And they're made for like taking pictures of important milestones. So, you know, all over Facebook, I've seen it covered with people who take pictures of their baby at like month one and month two and year one and all these other things. And so I saw these blocks and actually it was a gift from my cousin, George. Thank you very much. These are really awesome and they're super cute. Um, who got it for me, um, like when we told him that we were pregnant and it was just kind of like a, a very nice uh, gesture and very nice gift. Um, our, our friends actually, Earl and Mandy just started this, um, family owned company and they sell eco-friendly baby products. And so like you can actually find this stuff on Amazon. So I would go and search for lovely sprouts, milestone blocks, um, and check it out. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yep. And so my pick is actually Amazon family. So I was talking to one of my coworkers uh, who used to work at Amazon, and she recommended that we check out, uh, she called it Amazon Mom. I guess they changed it to family because it's possible that people besides moms care about their babies. But um, really, it's like a you know recommendation of baby products, but uh, the kind of killer feature of it is discounts on diaper subscriptions. So you put in you know how old your kid is, uh, their weight, all that stuff, and they'll send you send you diapers at a regular interval. And I think they're actually working on uh, some sort of predictive modeling that will actually up the diaper size as your kid gets older so you don't have to keep updating how big of diapers. But what you if need. your kid is just, like, abnormally large? Um, then you're completely <laughs> out of luck. <laughs> but from from somebody who worked on this project a while ago, the... The discounts on diapers are pretty big. I think at least like 20% off of what you would pay. I have no idea what diapers cost. I have. I don't want to know what diapers cost. All right. We'll wait for that one. Exactly. We'll I figure didn't, that out later. All I looked at was the discount, not the actual price. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I guess that about wraps it up. Yeah. So you can actually subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Just, uh, just search for Don't Screw It Up. And if you want to find out more, listen online. Uh, check us out at don'tscrewituppodcast.com. That's where you'll see pictures and, and some of the other old episodes, and we post links and stuff there. Awesome. So we'll see you next time. Thanks All right. for listening. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.